Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, welcome back to another lovely episode of the What The Fluff podcast. This one is, I feel like, again, same intro. This one is incredible. This one is a blast. Actually recorded it live on stream today. I wanted to talk about a big out of just depression that I had last Friday. And... I wanted to talk about it anyway. People saw me go through it on stream. I was getting asked a lot about it. It was something I was I was going to talk about off stream anyway for the podcast. So I thought, you know what? Might as well just talk about it right here. So there's so much to unpack, but I hope you guys enjoy it, man. Depression is a bitch. And so talking about it, letting us all know that we're not alone was powerful. So I hope you guys enjoy, man. Let me know what you think and enjoy this newest episode of the What the Fluff podcast. Okay, there we go. Pinned. So, all right, man, this is a tough thing to talk about. I don't know why, but it like it, it just feels so taboo in a way. Um, since I'm in a better headspace today, can we revisit how great Taylor Tomlinson's special was? Oh, it was insane, dude. She is just one of the funniest people. And then we'll talk about more sad things. She is incredible, dude. Absolutely incredible. I want to, I'm going to watch it again. I need to watch it with Candace and then we can revisit the jokes because we've watched a lot of stand up in between that. No, not a lot, but we've watched a bunch of different shows. And so my brain can't remember all of her jokes. I also think I watched her older special right before and she looks the same. So I'm blending the two, you know? Uh, you're just more comfortable when you're high. It relaxes you, takes the edge off. You're not a person who can't function while high, so that helps. I love that. Um, oh, JD, 1,000%. Hey, Berg, I knew. I knew. Uh, weed will sometimes make you fine. Sometimes it'll put you way in your head and you can't be around people. Never the same day-to-day. Interesting. Romaine, I would be interested to... Do, do you... So here's uh, hmm. so here's the thing for me. I know that when I'm in a negative mood and I use weed, it makes me more self-isolating. It, it puts me into a place of isolation when I'm not feeling good. However, when I'm in a joyous mood and I use weed to either just, you know, allow me to focus a little bit more or basically when I'm not using it to override a negative emotion or feeling – it's a pro- it's a positive experience for me. But when I use it, at least now, when I use it as a way to cope, that is when it makes me self-isolate and it makes me want to be a, uh, away from people. I usually don't get too much in my head, but definitely it, it makes me self-isolate. And that's one of the things that I realized when I started dating Candace um, was that I was feeling a little bit more in my depressive state. And as opposed to Going to another human being, which is one of the most beneficial things you can do, is you self-isolate because you feel like you can't put that on someone or you feel like, no, I need to deal with it myself. But one of the things that I'm starting to be more comfortable with after having been that person who only wants to isolate, I'm realizing that, no, I, you are supposed to be able to depend on people. You are supposed to have people in your life that you can share your struggles with without judgment um, and with just vulnerability and acceptance and love. And so... That is what I was afraid to do. And I feel like I talk about it in last week's episode of the podcast, uh, What the Fluff. You can Google it and I feel like it should show up 
or Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or exclamation podcast will take you to the YouTube. But I realized that when I leaned into communicating her, uh, communicating with her about my feelings, about my negative uh, feelings, the desire to want to smoke weed in a negative way, the, the desire to isolate has gone away. That's why even on Friday, which is what we'll talk about now, when I was going through my bout of depression, the, I knew the old me. That's why I stayed sober for as long as that day as I possibly could, because I knew that if I used weed to counteract how I was feeling, I would have self-isolated. Then I would have used weed. Uh, I would have used food to make myself feel better, and then I would ultimately be worse off than I was before. So, my depression on Friday, I have not had an experience like that, that I can remember. Um, because all times before this, the second I'm feeling sad like that, I smoke weed. And since I've made it a habit of being in my own brain, at least so how it would work up until about two weeks ago. Yeah. But when I, when I started to talking to Candace again, um, I would do my journaling and, uh, maybe read a little bit. And then before I would head to the gym, I would smoke a little bit of weed. So I would be high by 7 a.m. And th this was like, that's been my habit for as long as I've been fucking smoking out here, um, is smoking relatively early. So if I was feeling sad, no, actually, sorry, let me take that even further. Even before that, I wasn't journaling, so I had no reason to be in my own brain in the morning to know how I was feeling and know how to go about the day based on that. But when I started journaling, I started realizing that I enjoyed being sober because I knew 100% what my brain was going through. Then when I started to, to date Candace and then when I started or after I listened to that podcast on habits and realized that I didn't want to smoke as much, or I've, I knew what I, the step I needed to take in order to start smoking less, I extended it. So this was the first morning in two weeks that I've smoked before stream. Um, otherwise, I have usually not been smoking until one or two in the afternoon. And that's been the most I've been sober, the most consistently, the most time I've spent in my own brain and my own feelings 100% not using anything to alter or sway the way I feel. And so cut to Friday when I woke up, I've woken up feeling sad, but this was a completely different experience. When you're sad, and I, I'm not gonna say, I, I actually am gonna word this into my own experience because even the podcast that I was listening to yesterday with Candace, they were speaking about depression and how depression shows up um, in so many different ways for all of us. And so and so there's also the difference between being in a, in a depressive mood and a depressive state. State is just the way you're being. A mood can change based on your interaction with your environment, people, so on and so forth. So when I woke up, it was as though there was no feeling in my, in my body. It was 
a black hole of things that would typically bring me joy, levity, peace were not affecting me. There was no negative real self-talk. It was just a general feeling of emptiness. How I, I was thinking about it at the gym and what I, I likened it to quicksand in just, I can see the, the, um, what am I trying to think of the stimuli or whatever it might be. And it hits me and there's just no feeling at the gym, no joy with any lift. It was as the, it was the most painful experience. It wasn't even painful. It was just the absence of emotion. I wasn't angry. I couldn't feel joy. Um, you guys can watch back the stream and, and see what I was going through. Beautiful moments that I would typically laugh at or if I'm sad would cheer me up. Couldn't do anything to me. Nothing could stick. Listening to Grandma Grease Queen all having a, uh, having a blast made me feel just sad. Made me feel even worse because I couldn't feel that. None of what they were experiencing I was able to do. When I'm sad, there's those little moments where something, you're like, oh, that's awesome. That, that just comes in. That's great. Not with this, dude. Not with this, man. And so I knew even before I got on, I was staring at the, at, at the go live button and it was just, I don't want to do this. Like, that's all it was. It, there was no anger. There was no anxiety. There was no self-loathing. There was none of that, which is how I usually know when it's a mood because there's more thoughts and stuff attached to it. But this was literally this, this, I don't want to go live. I don't want to go live. I don't want to. Like That's it. That's all I could do. And so I did what I knew I had to. And I got offline. I went and I slept. I called Candace. I said, hey, I'm not having a good day. You are more than welcome to come over whenever you are done with uh, whatever it is you need to do. Um, I'm not good at all. Um, and so we were able to have, and, and then that's why I tweeted about how she was able to just be there for me because one of the hardest things about being vulnerable with our partners or about sharing, especially with things like depression, sadness, is that so often your partner is able to help with that, right? You're feeling sad. You go, you hug your partner. You're able to get they're able to tell you a joke. They're able to do something when you're sad. Maybe when you're in just a, a depressed mood, which is just a deeper sadness. None of that was possible, dude. She walked in. I saw her. I hugged her. And, and, and it's like I felt nothing. Like I knew I loved this person still. I knew this was my person. But it was just there was no... There was none of that joy. There was none of that. Like when you hug your person and you like, you feel that there's no word that wasn't there sitting next to her. Like I could there. And then slowly just by sitting next to her, I started to get little glimpses of light. And it was also after she was like, so what can I do? And I was like, nothing. And then I, I finally paused and I was like, she was like, how can I help? 
And I like, is there anything I can do? And I was like, no, I just, this is just how I am. This is just how I have to be. Uh, and so I, I pretty much explained it to her. Like I explained it to you guys in that, like, it's not you. There's literally nothing that you're doing. That's upsetting me. It's just the absence of emotion. It's just the absence of happiness, of joy, of sadness, of anger. It's just a blanket and I need to, and I'll, I'll get out at some point, but all there's two things that you can do for me that will help me the most in this situation. One, don't stop being yourself because also the hardest thing when your partner is going through something and you know, you can't do anything, you start to feel guilty about your own happiness in the presence of that person. You start to feel as though, oh, I, I'm being happy. I, I, I can't, I can't be this around them because they're sad and that's, that's just going to make them feel worse. But the worst thing when you're going through depression is seeing your person dull their light because they know you're sad. And so that's why I told her. Number one, do not change being who you are. Do not change making this, the, the little silly jokes that you're going to make. Do not change anything. And number two, know that there is literally nothing you can do besides being yourself that will allow me to get out of this. I just have to do this. It's only me. And so after I had that conversation with her, I literally just laid next to her. I just held her hand and just waited and just waited. And slowly but surely, I, there was a moment, I remember it, where I think I hugged her or just there, and I felt the blanket lift for a second. And I, rem I told it to her five seconds after. I was like, please just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think you realize, but five seconds ago, like I felt my soul lift. I felt, I felt a bit of joy. Thank you. Like you're, that's all I need you to do is just keep being you. Um, and that was that dude. She was like so accepting and loving and just listened. Like that's all, that's all we are. That's all we try and do every single day is we just listen to each other. And we ask what each other needs, what, what we're feeling. Like I, we, I stayed over at her place on Saturday and she stayed over here. Uh, no, Sunday last. No. Right. Well, no, she stayed here Friday. I stayed over at her place on Saturday and she knows how important it is for me to journal my feelings in the morning. And so I, and I knew how important it was, but I also wanted to be a good partner. I wanted to compromise um, because I don't want to be so strict in my ways that I can't be in a moment with her. And so we slept in Saturday morning, which I usually don't do. And, uh, she's like, you know, do, do we have to get out of bed? Do you have to do anything? And I said, no, I said, I did that all during this week. I said, I'll find a way to do what I need to do, uh, here. And so as we started to start our day and I was like, Hey, can I tell you about my feelings? I was like, I, I didn't journal. But I, I feel like it's very important that I state, like, I want to know my feelings and, like, how I'm feeling. Like, would you be okay listening to that? And she was like, absolutely. And so we did that. And we, I uh, told her how I was feeling. 
uh, just about myself and the day and everything. And she shared how she was. And it was just the most beautiful way to start the day because we were able to find this thing that I've been loving to do. We were able to find that together. And it was through communication and through uh, just love and acceptance and sitting with each other and just knowing that we can't change anything about the other person or how the other person's feeling or even taking on the other person's emotion. Because there was one time where um, I explained to her something and she reacted in a way that expressed her feelings and I said hey babe like I it was right in the moment because I make sure to not sit on that shit I said hey babe so when I explained um how I was feeling I really didn't feel heard by you in that moment um and this was why uh and she said oh my goodness I'm so sorry I did not mean to do that thank you so much for telling me and then was like holy shit I actually feel like I know why in my past like based on previous conditioning, why I do this. Okay, thank you for telling me. And that was it. And so just the ability to know myself, to have gone through so many things in my own brain, to be able to then bring that to another person, and then also having learned vulnerability from you guys, being able to share everything with you, knowing that whatever I tell her is is going to be held with love and kindness and, and beauty is just... Absolutely insane, dude. Oh, I, McClure, I was I was void of emotion, dude. That was it. There was no emotions I could feel. And that was it. That was just my reality. So, um, and I'm happy to say I ended up having the time of my life that Friday night. Her just being herself. We freaking vibed out to music on the way to Excision. Had a beautiful time at Excision. I got to meet her friends and family or her uh, her family on Saturday night for a birthday dinner which went incredible um, because so she has two stepsisters. She has a, uh, a brother and then her dad and then her stepmom. Everyone in the family is a couple. So her brother has a boyfriend. Her one of her sisters is both of her sisters have boyfriends and obviously her dad's married. And so it, it, it was the most freeing experience of my life. I, after five minutes, I was, we were already sitting at a table and one of her sister goes, Hey, you guys want to see a magic trick? And I was like, I like magic. And so she did this trick, which I still don't know how she did it. And then it was a shitty deck of cards. And so Candace, I think it was Candace who brought it up that I can do card tricks and everyone was like, you should do one. You should do a card trick. And I was like, I don't know these cards. I don't know if I can do it with this one, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of just was messing with the cards over to the side. And then maybe about three, three to four minutes later, I was like, all right, you guys want to see a trick? They were like, yes, of course. So I was like, all right, uh, let's here. Let's, uh, let's have you pick a card. And she's like, do I need to tell you? And I was like, yeah. Uh, she was like, all right, let's go with the eight of hearts. All right. So I said, okay, we're going to keep the, uh, the eight of hearts in the bottom of the deck here or, uh, middle of the deck. Sorry. And actually what I want you to go ahead and do, I actually want you to, uh, take the cards and I want you to, I want you to hold them in your hand. And she's like, okay. And I said, all right, I want you to give a quick shake and wait, you, what was your card again? Uh, the, the blah, 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 the three of hearts or whatever. I actually have forgotten it. Um, and I was like, wait, can you lift up your hands? The, the three of hearts should be 
or whatever Ada Hearts right on the top, and her face goes so red. Everyone at the table is mind blown, and I feel such elation because I have never performed a trick in front of a group of people like this, and it was insane. And from there on, like it, it was just the easiest time. We we had a, an incredible dinner. Her dad is an incredible cook, made chicken and uh, brisket. Or uh, sorry, not brisket. Um, what pork? Uh, they have it at Chipotle, and his was better than Chipotle. I'll think of it. Also, uh, and and so yeah, it was like it was incredible. And then we spent all day yesterday. Uh, like I was productive. I said, "Hey, babe, I have to. I have to do laundry. I have to edit clips." And so she just read, read on the couch, did this. We went and picked up my friend's dog. Uh, came back. She made us dinner, Chilean sea bass with couscous and asparagus. Like I, it was just insane, and it was beautiful to go through that with another person and to experience that love, acceptance, vulnerability, and just to be held in that way, to be seen and not to try to be changed, was insane. So. Yeah, man, if you guys have been going through depression, I, I can't even, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and it sounds, it's rough. So know that you have someone here, uh, if you guys need to talk about it. Who's calling me? No, I'm busy. Yeah, who is that? Oakland. I don't know anyone in Oakland. And there you have it. Today's episode on depression again man I, I hope it all ended up making sense for you guys I think the biggest takeaway for me was that you can trust people that when you feel it you're loneliest you feel it your lowest you got people there there are people there that are trying to love you and help you and so yeah you're not alone man you're not alone. I love you guys. Sending you guys all positivity I possibly can. All that peace. And I hope you guys enjoy your week, man. Can't wait to see you next week for another beautiful episode of What the Fluff. Thank you all so much. And I'll catch you on the next one.